that's good. Um, me and Sarah have known each other uh, since I'd done my farm work two years ago. Oh, no, about a year and a half ago. Um, up in Cairns, I was, uh, I would say, best friends with your partner whilst I was up there, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a good, we had a lot of fun. Um, it was just constantly drinking all the time, and you and Emma were looking after me and Nick. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I wanted to get Sari on the podcast because um, you're from the Tory Strait, is that correct? Yeah, so I'm from the Torres Strait, and I'm also Aboriginal. So we're the Indigenous Australians of. Australia, obviously, but I come from Dunley Island, Bye Bye, and I'm also from the Yadidji tribe. Okay, cool. And Dundee Island, is that near, like, Thursday Island, up that direction? Yeah, so that's a good question. So um, the Torres Strait is a part of Australia, so it's a small group of islands at the tip of Cape York and in between PNG, and there's five separate groups of the Torres Strait. So um, you get things like the Eastern Islands, the Western Islands, the Top Western, things like that. Um, so yeah, there's Thursday Island, that's like your main administrative island, like the island that everyone goes to, and then there's so many other islands besides that as well. So yeah, my island, uh, Darnley, and then my island on the other side. Okay. Cool. And uh, yeah, because whenever I first came to Australia, um, I didn't know much about the Aboriginal like heritage or the people. And uh, then someone said Toy Street, and I was like, what the fuck is that? And um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were like, yeah, it's like way up north. And I was just like, right, okay. So I like researched it more, and uh, I found out that's why that they had the two different flags because I knew the Aboriginal flag, it's the black and red with the yellow uh, spot in the middle. And then I seen in Torres Strait, so it's like a blue, white, and green. Is that correct? Yeah, blue, white, green, and black. Yeah, so um, I can explain a little bit of the flag if you want. Yeah. So, um, with the Torres Strait, so like the blue is like the sea, the green represents like, you know, like the the, the, the land, like the tropical, you know, land and everything. Um, the black, the people, and, you know, and in the center is like a headdress. Uh, it's called a, um, it's called a dari, and in between is a stars, the five points, and they represent five separate groups of the Torres Strait. And for the Aboriginal flag, the black obviously represents the people, the yellow, the sun, and the red, the land. Oh, okay. That's very good. That's class. Um, that's like, uh, I don't know if you know the Irish flag, but it's green, white, and orange. And the green is for the Irish people. The white is for unity. And the orange is for the Protestant people. So like the English people, the uh, loyalist people. Um, it's funny whenever you uh, break down flags like that. Like, I would yeah. never have known that. Like, the black is for the obviously the Aboriginal people. The red is for the land, and then the yellow spot. What was that for? For the sun. Sun, yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I seen on your Instagram. Well, I'll actually get this out of the way first. So I seen on your Instagram that you uh, you were getting a lot of hate from someone. Is that correct on TikTok? What was that? Sorry. I seen on your uh, on your Instagram about twenty minutes ago that someone was giving you hate on uh, your TikTok. Yeah, no, that was um, that was pretty disturbing. Yeah, um, someone made someone made an account um, and they said, um, "Remember when I remember when I flopped you?" And I was like, "Wait, what?" And then I had a look at their name tag and it said "Death to Abos." Now, people who don't know, Ab- Abo is 
a really derogative term. It's actually a racial slur. And um, someone had made that account um, just to pick on me solely. Um, and I was like, that is that is so, that is ridiculously low. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I usually take the piss out of that sort of stuff, but I just kind of posted it on my Instagram story. Like, look at this, this is crazy. I can't believe people actually do that kind of thing. It's, especially like nowadays, like, why would someone just like wake up and be like, oh, look, there's a person I don't like. I'm going to fuck with them today. Like it just, I don't know. But all you got to remember is they're fucking hurting deep down inside if they have that much hate to do that. I know. I mean, I feel like most of them are children. Yeah. Because, (laughs) yeah, I I just scared them a little bit. I was like, you know what? I'm going to report this to TikTok and I bet they can find who this person is. And yeah, then the good. next thing you know, they were gone. They were deactivated. They literally thought that TikTok could find out who they were. Wow. Um, but still, um, I was like, that literally, um, like, I mean, I don't really get it affected that much because I get it so often. Yeah. But um, it got me thinking. I was like, on TikTok, it is so easy for your videos to blow up. Mm. I was just like, imagine if, like, a child or, you know, a teenager um, of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander descent had that sort of comment on their video. And, yeah. But, like, not that, but, like, hundreds, like, because it's so easy to blow up. I was like, imagine how they would feel. I was just, yeah, I was so concerned about that. I was like, TikTok, please, like, please do something. Please <laughs> step in and, you know, like, put these people, like, away in, in, in yeah. a bin because, like, I don't want to, it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, it is. Like, it's like the, I don't know if you have Twitter, but people on Twitter, like, they just create accounts. They don't have any friends. They don't have a profile picture. It's just like an egg. And uh, you see that like on different social medias, like on uh, you, even on YouTube, uh, on Instagram and Facebook, people with no followers. But if you go on to like their comments and what they've been doing on their activity, they've just been like sending hate mail to, and like comments and just like putting people down, like thousands of people like in one day. And I'm just like, what the fuck actually drives someone to do it? Like, obviously, like I understand. I, I, I can't relate. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know what goes on in there to do that. I just don't. <laughs> yeah, and it's crazy. And like, like you said, like it's good. It's it's not good, but the fact that it came to you and you know to handle yourself. Whereas if that went to say a younger Aboriginal child, um, like that could really fucking affect them. It really can. It really can. And, like, Indigenous suicide rates are at an all-time high. Like, it is it, – it's so upsetting. And the margin between the, – the, the margin, like, the percentage-wise is so big. Like, you need to really close that gap. And social media on all of these platforms with all these comments that they're getting, it's not good. And it's really going to affect their mental health. So you really need to do something. And you really need to be that person, if you see it happening, to stand in and be like, stop this mm-hmm. is not okay or even reach out to them and be like hey you know are you all right do you want to talk do you want to you know just show them love and things like that because like i i just can't imagine being such a horrible person like that could really affect somebody yeah 100 percent um i haven't got any hate myself from people but i'm expecting it if this podcast gets bigger because there's just people out there that yeah. always want to put you down um but i understand where you're coming from because on your tiktok you have like 66,000 followers or something yeah it's growing so quickly over literally I started 
started it in January, January this year. I started as an anonymous account, basically, because I didn't want my friends knowing that I was on TikTok, because everyone mm-hmm. was like, oh, if you're on TikTok, you're a bit, you're, you're a child. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, um, yeah, let's just do this anonymously. And then um, I didn't realize it was that easy for videos to kind of get attention. And when it did get attention, people were like, hey, is that you? And I was like, oh, it is me. So I may as well just kind of come out with it and be like, hey, I'm on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next thing, I just started getting more and more attention and more and more people started noticing and then now it's about 60 something thousand and I'm just kind of like what is what is going on yeah it's fucking crazy I remember uh whenever you first started up and I went on to your TikTok and I could see that there was a couple a thousand people there and then I remember you put up a post on Instagram you said that one of your view one of your videos on TikTok it got like hundreds of thousands views or something was it or likes Yeah, that was so, that was like, I freaked out at first because that had never happened. Um, but now I look back at that and I was like, oh, I mean, that was significantly, like, I mean, it was big at the time, but like yeah. considering what it is now, I, it just keeps growing and just keeps getting, like, I, I just don't know what's going on at times. Like, it's surreal at the same time because I'm having like people that I once like looked at on social media like as influencers follow me and then I've had like um actually like Instagram reach out to me I've had TikTok reach out to me I've had um I'm I'm now with like a management as well that also reached out to me it's it's crazy I'm getting all these like deals and things like that I I don't think I fully processed it really (laughs) that's insane that instagram reached out to you so how did that come about um that happened fairly recently so um there's this thing that we do in australia it's called nadoc it's um basically like a celebration of like aboriginal and torres strait islander culture um and it's probably it's it's happening next week i'm pretty sure i think we moved it because of covid i'm not too sure Um, yeah but um they reached out and they were like hey we've seen your content on you know TikTok and other accounts and things like that, we really want you to, you know, work with us. And so I've been working with them, and we've been talking about things like racism and things like that, and how we can um, educate others, and how we can also assist Instagram in combating that sort of racist uh, racist behaviour against Indigenous Australians. So um, uh, there's quite a lot of work involved in this Instagram thing, with heaps of exciting things to come. That's that's amazing. That's like one of your dreams, um, like to get recognized like that. And I'm sure it's very surreal as well that, um, like you said, like there's influencers that you were following, and then they start to follow you back, and you're probably like, "Wow, what the fuck's going on? Like, I I don't belong here." <laughs> <laughs> I shit my pants. I literally, shit my pants. I not literally, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was sitting there one day, like. Um, with my friends on the couch and I literally just like thought I just had like this massive spasm like I was like she just followed me who is what is happening <laughs> yeah no it's crazy and um, I think I'll shit myself if one of my like famous influencers on Instagram follow me back I just be like wow I've made it that's it I don't need to do anything else <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> I got so, so much anxiety like anxiety from it I was like should I follow her back should I do it? What should I do? <laughs> yeah, no, what do you do? <laughs> um yeah, no, it must be very, very surreal. Um so on the on the subject of TikTok as well, I actually seen that uh you and a couple of more of indigenous people had like joined together and made a video. What what was that for? Yeah, so um I was 
Um, yeah, so um, basically we were all kind of in it on our own on TikTok and um, we kind of just uh, all felt the same sort of struggle with all the sorts of comments that we were getting. And so um, the Indigenous community, it's quite small and it's really easy, you know, for us to relate to one another and connect. So um, we all kind of just uh, had that sort of connection, that mutual connection, and we all started talking and eventually we made a group chat um, where we could all just come together and just, you know, if we needed to vent, if we felt like we were being bullied too much, um, it, it was just a safe space for us. Mm-hmm. And um, a, a lot of us, we did have quite a big following as well. We were quite significant um, Indigenous creators on the app. So we were like, why don't we all just kind of band together and create our own content that we can share amongst one another uh, and all of our other Indigenous um, followers. And that they really did, our followers really did appreciate it. And it was so cool because then we can also... Um, uh, give a voice to other smaller creators that were on the app as well yeah that's amazing like you all bring each other up together um yeah i seen uh i seen whenever i was uh looking for some of those um indigenous um accounts on because some of them had instagram as well and um they're very very talented Um i was trying Thanks. to yeah it's it, it, it's good because it it promotes awareness about what um what your people are going through um, yeah. before this podcast I uh, was like researching the history um, I don't know if you know but I, I actually had a history degree um, but I like focus more on like American history and Irish history and uh, yeah. so I've never touched Australian history before but I was reading up on my Australian history um, and the Aboriginal history and uh, mm-hmm. it's sort of similar to everywhere else where England and well the British Empire have occupied like the likes of like America Ireland um, Africa and Australia um, and you see the s- similarities where the the people come in they uh, riddle the place with disease kills half of the population they uh, start building the infrastructure kicking the um, the people out of their their usual habitats where they stay, um. But like, it's weird because whenever I first came over here, they like sort of celebrate Captain Cook in a way, don't they? Like the white Australian people. Weird. That is so weird. I. It's just um like like what you were saying with it being similar. I was like, you were totally right. It's just same struggle different land yeah I mean it was all pretty much occupied by the British um and yeah no like you just don't really know about like unless you research it yourself you don't really know about it until you actually do it because the schools don't teach anyone in the country any of this and they only really do teach you about Captain Cook mm-hmm. that's what they do they kind of just uh, teach you about the British settlement yeah. and they sugarcoat all of the nasty things on the side and sometimes in some cases they even deny it like our prime minister the other day denied slavery ever happened which was not the other day the other month um (laughs) denied it ever happened and i was like um (laughs) no like this is yeah and so yes every day uh every 26th of january they celebrate australia day which is the uh when Captain Cook settled uh, mm-hmm. Australia. So, uh, not settled, but, you know, invaded, yeah. I should say. Um, <laughs> yeah, and they celebrate that every year, and people still wonder why we find it offensive. 
Yeah, I know it's uh, it's fucked up. What did the what did Scott Morrison say about the slavery? Um, he was like, you know, I'm happy to say that you know that Australia never did have slavery, and um, I can confirm that slavery did happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, not just with Indigenous Australians. You know, there were people that were taken over from like um, I believe it was like Vanuatu, taken over to uh, do like hard labor in the cane fields and things like that. But also, we have this thing called the stolen wages, um, in which they forced Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders to work for free and they took their wages and they basically built the city to what it is today. And I can confirm that because my great grandfather was affected by it. He was oh, the really? chairman of Darnley Island um, back in his time and um, all of his wages were stolen. And to this day, my grandmother, who's now in her 70s, she still hasn't been compensated for any of the wages that were stolen from her dad. So, yes, slavery did happen. And the fact that our prime minister said that. It never even existed. It's just offensive. What the fuck? That's crazy. So, yeah. Did your so you said your grandfather was affected by that, and your grandmother are they living still on the uh, on the Torres Strait, or are they on the mainland on Australia? Um. Okay. So they were born on the Torres Strait. Um. They were born on Darnley Island. Um. Along um, my other grandfather as well was also born on Saibai Island. Um. But um. They moved towards the far north Queensland, so towards Cairns, basically, and that's where they okay. live now, yeah. Okay, cool. And um, has she, like, made any, like, uh, law inquiries? Like, has she went to, like, an attorney or anything to, like, talk about that sort of compensation? Um, I know I shouldn't be, like, asking, like, those questions. Yeah. That, like, I just, I, like, I like to interrogate. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's, um, this is a good question. Like, um, the stolen wages, there were people who were affected by it, and I, and, I mean a lot of people. There were many, and there were millions and millions of dollars that were taken, basically. Um, so it's not just her issue, it's everyone's issue, basically. Um, so it took some time, but eventually um, everyone could start applying for compensation um, from basically everything that was taken. Um, but with my grandmother, um, only she can claim that money. So in the case that it's too late and the worst happens, mm-hmm. um, she won't be able to get the money and neither will her uh, her kids, sorry. Yeah. Um, like my mum or her siblings, they wouldn't be able to get it. So only she can get it. And still nothing has really happened. That's insane. Like, what the fuck? So all that money, how many people were affected by it? Like millions, did you say? Oh, no, like millions of dollars. Oh, millions of um, dollars. And there were... Oh, how many? Uh, I did research that at some point, but I can't. I wouldn't be able to give you a number right now. But it was many thousands of people who were affected. It's a by lot. It. Yeah, that's yeah. that's fucking insane. And uh, I remember whenever we, whenever we were up in the farm and Australia Day happened and our hostel. I think it was just an excuse to drink. But I remember we were like. Yeah. I wasn't really celebrating it. I just put on like Australian shit. I didn't really know the meaning behind it. But I remember you, you were like, I'm not drinking. I'm not partaking. And you just like sat in the corner. You were just like, no, I'm not doing it. And then I was just like, oh, I would really like to like learn why she's like not getting involved. And then after that night, I did, I never told you this, but I like researched it myself. And then I was just like, oh, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I do remember you and Emma sitting down and asking me those questions when I was when I wasn't celebrating with everyone. Like, yeah. why don't you want to be in the picture? And I was like, because I know. Because it's the best. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. be a part of it. <laughs> do you do you just like sort of 
whenever you see that and like you see like people like myself like immigrants who come over here and they celebrate australia day do you feel like they're not educated on it and they're, they don't mean any like harm by it they're just ignorant oh 100% I mean you guys like like when I saw you doing it I was like you guys don't know any better like mm. and I mean the fact that you guys were able to sit down and I was able to educate you guys and let you know like why I was upset and things like that um in comparison to the Australians who celebrate it who know that there's a history who know that there's a past like mm. they they understand these things and they still choose to do it it's just plain ignorance yeah, no, it is. Um, well, I won't be celebrating it anytime soon. I don't think last year I didn't celebrate it, so that's good to know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, on that topic, so whenever me and Emma first came to Australia, we were like warned that like they're very racist and they're very like harsh on women. Um, not as bad as like Muslim men would be towards women, but um, they're still like a huge sort of gender divide and uh, whenever we first came over we didn't really notice it because we were in the shock of all of like oh we're in Australia it's amazing this beautiful country but then whenever we start getting settled into the culture and going to like different like jobs and meeting different people we're like oh fuck this is what people mean Um yeah it's very it's it's very sad because it's such a beautiful country and it's shit that it's got tarnished with that reputation because throughout the world people know that Australians are are racist and they do demean women what's your sort of thoughts on that would you agree I would definitely agree like I mean just the people that I grew up with in general like just hearing the things that they have to say definitely line up with exactly what you said right there and um like just you know even going to like going to the shop anything like that and just Oh, I just, I'm just so over it at this point. Yeah. But like, it's definitely as racist as you would say. Like, I am, I've had to remove myself from like Facebook community groups, like just the stuff that you see on there saying, like, you know, uh, crime and alert groups, for example. Like, they use it as an avenue to vent about Indigenous Australians and things like that. And, um, I just can't deal with it. Like, the vigilantes, um, you know, like, I had my cousin who went down to the shop this one time just to get a drink, and some random person um, out the window uh, decided, oh, there's a there's a black girl on the road, let's uh, post that on the Cairns Crimes and Alert group just to notify people that there's a black girl walking on the street. Um, and then, yeah, she was posted on there, and, you know, like, vigilantes were like, do you want us to go and drive and have a look? And I was like, this actually happens it really does happen and um yeah no one of my other friends um her little brothers were playing outside on the street um and they got into like a little scuffle with uh, a, another non-indigenous boy um and then their that, that non-indigenous boy's older 18 year old brother came out and screamed kkk all the way and started stomping on the boy's head who then ended up in hospital in a neck brace Fucking um, hell. And they also decided to beat up the little five-year-old as well. Um, and it, it, yeah, and the, the police on top of that uh, said, you guys should definitely move out of the area because you could <laughs> be like a threat to this, to this non-Indigenous family. You should definitely move out. And um, there was just, it just, you just didn't, don't see justice or anything like that. It's, yeah, that's, I, that's crazy. There's, Sorry, you you don't hear of all those like small injustices because they never get like reported or they uh, like the attention that they need, which is 
fucking horrible. And one hundred percent, I can agree with you. Like, um, I spent some time in Bundaberg, and uh, they don't like outsiders, but I could imagine what way they would be with indigenous people as well. Um, I'm not fucking bashing Bundaberg or anything like that there, but the type of people, um, that live there, like I could totally see what you said, like happening. Um, you mentioned there like a vigilante group like what the fuck what's that (laughs) yeah there's like um basically people who just want to take um the law into their own hands and go out and uh chase kids down in cars and things like that like uh there's you know there's obviously crime happening within certain areas um, and they want to put a stop to it, but there's a stereotype out there that, you know, all the black kids are doing it and things like mm. that, especially the indigenous kids. Um, and a lot of people are quite fed up with what's happening, and but they're, just, they're taking it the wrong way, they're going the wrong way about it, and it's just ridiculous. Yeah, and that sort of leads me on to, like, the next topic that I want to talk about. Uh, why is it that there is so much... How should I word this? I'll put it this way. Here's an example. In Sydney, most of the homeless people that I see are Aboriginal. So they have that, okay. like, sort of, they have that dark complexion. Um, whenever I was up yeah. north, you seen that most Aboriginals were drinking a lot. Like, and obviously white people do it as well. Like, uh, I'm not just, like, saying it's yeah. obviously only Aboriginal people. But you did see a lot more yeah. Aboriginal people who were, like, drug yeah. abusing, alcohol abusing. They were homeless. Yeah. Why Why okay. is that in Australia? Um, um, well, there's something, I don't know if you've ever heard of the term before, but it's called intergenerational trauma. Um, it's something that, um, so you obviously know what trauma is. It's yeah. basically trauma that's been passed down from generation to generation. So there is such a horrible traumatic history, and it affects people in the long run. So basically um, what's happened is like um, they've taken their kids away, they've given them alcohol, They've supplied them with alcohol. They paid them with alcohol. Alcohol has been basically what they've known for whatever, for how long it's been, the 250 years that, you know, Australia has been colonised for. And um, the alcohol has had a long-term effect on our people. And um, But what you've got to understand is that um, uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders, we make up 3% of the population. So just those areas that you see, especially Cairns, where it's more densely populated, that's why you do see a lot more people who are out on the street drunk and things like that. Yeah. But um, also to add, like, these opportunities, like, that white people have had, were never given to um, people in the past, Indigenous Australians in the past. So, for example, my great-grandfather, he had his wages stolen. So while everyone else's great-grandfathers were you know, um, working hard, building houses and things like that. My grandfather was also working hard, but he had his money taken away, so he couldn't do that. My grandmother, she couldn't go past grade seven, um, so she couldn't get an education. My mother, she was the very first one, or the very first generation. Hang on, Nick, hang on. Um, He was the very first uh, generation. She was the very first one in her generation to finish high school, Um, but she was told that um, university is just a white people thing. So it wasn't until this year that she actually graduated university. And my cousin was the very first one to graduate university. So all of these things, we're still catching up, and there's a massive gap. 
there's a massive gap. And so no, no one has had that opportunity. So um, when you see people out on the street, it's just because they are behind and like they didn't have that head start. Yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. Uh, did you say next there? Yeah, he's right here. Do you want to? <laughs> yeah, he needs the charger. Yeah, I thought it was you're ruining the podcast. Yeah, ruining the podcast. He's like, fuck off. <laughs> um, now that's very interesting to uh, to hear your your take on it Um it's it's really sad because I don't know if you have you traveled much around the world not really no I haven't I haven't really experienced much other than Australia so whenever I go to like different countries so in Ireland the the Catholic population the Nationalist Republican uh, population it's similar to what um, the Aboriginal people went through because obviously Britain occupied Ireland and you sort of see those same similarities where the places where they um, occupy, it's like filled with like drugs, alcohol, crime. And then even if you look to America as well, like those big cities like Chicago, L.A., um, they're all the exact same. Um, and I, I used to be a believer where I didn't think it was like, it wasn't like put in place systemically, but whenever you hear certain stories, like you've just described about the, uh, the lost wages and stuff like that, it sort of makes you rethink. And it's like, well, of course there's fucking these prejudices here. And these people just didn't make up these stories. Like this, actually, this actually fucking happened. Um, yeah, it's, uh, but it's crazy to think that like, it's still going on now in this day and age. Do you know what I mean? Like, you think that we've gained so far, but we really haven't. Um, what's your thoughts on like the politics now at the moment in Australia? Do you feel like they're doing enough to help the Indigenous people, or do you think there's still a long way to go? There is still so so much to do. Um, Scott Morrison, not a good guy. I I don't support him. Um, he he was the one who said that slavery didn't exist. He's mm-hmm. denying that it ever happened. Denial of racism is it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and you know, just recently with the footy, um, the the NRL rugby league, they decided to scrap the national anthem because it did have quite a few racist undertones to it. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, just to support their indigenous players because there are many indigenous players within the rugby league. Mm-hmm. Um, and Almost immediately, like within 24 hours, Scott Morrison had an issue and said, no, we're bringing the anthem back and, um, you know, and brought it back. And so it obviously shows that they do not really care about any Indigenous Australian whatsoever. Um, and literally just the other week, uh, the, um, apologize if I say this name wrong, the Jabrung people, they had their, um, their, their birthing trees uprooted taken out of the ground they are centuries old and there are you know stories behind it saying that it was made from like placenta of their um of their ancestors basically and they are really sacred places they were taken down by the government um to basically widen the roads to basically save travelers two minutes um to drive to places so they very much do not care about anybody there's a lot of cultural genocide going on still and um 
we need change. We need Indigenous politicians. We need people like that that are actually going to step in and do something. So see with the likes of the sorry, I I if you can't pronounce it, I can't pronounce it either. The did you say it was the Gunjai people? No, it's uh Jab Rom. Jab Jab sorry, I, I I apologize because I know like I can't say it properly. Yeah. So I don't want to mispronounce and offend anybody. Okay. Um but yeah, uh they uh, it's in Melbourne. Yeah. Um uh, Melbourne, it's in Victoria, sorry, where it's all happening at the moment. And you know, also earlier this year, um was it during Reconciliation Week? Mm-hmm. Um, they also, a mining company, blew up a 46,000-year-old sacred Aboriginal site. Um, so, it's, you know, these things are so old and so sacred and they have so much meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, you know, it's... Like, I, I don't know how you could do something like that. Like, it's just... That's, uh, that's fucked up because I know back in, like, uh, Ireland and the UK and even here in Sydney there's some like sites or like buildings that they would say are heritage buildings so you're not allowed to do anything to them and if you do want to do something you have to go through the government to do it but um, that's fucked up that like you would want to destroy like a part of history do you know what I mean like that just doesn't make sense and it's obviously it's it's plain racism that's what you're saying it is like that's what it is like they obviously don't give a care or they don't give a fuck about uh someone's culture and they're just blown up like that sacred place of like was it a place of worship or was it just like a place that everyone knew was like belonged to aboriginals like um well it, it depends on the place and it depends on the tribe because there's so many different tribes and they have so many different stories and there's so many different stories behind each and every different sacred site so like um uh, I believe that those trees, they were like sacred um, birthing trees, for example, um, and they had a lot of meaning, so much meaning behind it. And there were like different stories and things like that um, that they could relate to. And they were connected to those trees, like through being Indigenous, you have that special connection to land. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just taken away from them. And so many people were hurt. Like, like not just, it wasn't just a kind of just upset because, you know, a tree was cut down. It was not that type of environmentalist type of hurt. It was a, it was like, this is a part of me that has just been taken away kind of hurt. Yeah. It was, it was like, you know, like kind of as if like someone had just died. That's what, it, it's really bad. And did you say it's called the birthing tree? So like they give birth there? Um, I'm, I didn't look into, into the history that much, um, mm-hmm. but you would definitely have to look into that. Um, yeah, because it's not my tribe, and I'm not entirely sure on what. Okay, cool. No, yeah. Yeah, before the uh, podcast, people just let you know. Um, I said sorry if I say anything that like it's messed up, or like if I say anything that's like too integrating. She could just tell me to fuck up. So that was one of those points where she was politely telling me to fuck up. Uh, <laughs> um. So tell me the uh, the history of uh, Uluru, because I know it's quite secret as well. Yeah. So again, that is not my tribe. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I can't really speak on like you know the stories and things like that. But it is a sacred site. It's mm-hmm. it's like it, when I say sacred, I mean like it has that cultural and that spiritual connection that the indigenous people have. That's what they mean. Like when they say connection to land, it is beyond something that I could describe to someone um, who is non-Indigenous, mm-hmm. um, it has so much connection. Like, it, it is so sacred. Um, and to not to, to many non-Indigenous people, they just say, oh, it's just a rock. 
it's just this. Um, mm. Who cares if we climb it? Yeah. Um, they don't understand the type of feelings that we have towards these things. And um, But luckily it was shut. It was shut and no one's allowed to climb it anymore. So it was a win. What was the... What was like the importance of like climbing it? I don't understand. Like, did they? Did people feel like they were going to get like rejuvenated or something if they went to the top of it? I know, I know you're not like this. Obviously, isn't your tribe, but from what like you've seen on the news, um, there was like one news, like main attractions in Australia where you where you, like that's one of the places you want to go to. But I suppose that's sort of the reason why the indigenous people didn't want people going there because they were like probably littering or like messing up like the land um in that way yeah no like um you don't need to climb everything like you can just look mm. at it i mean just looking at it from it like just from a distance it's fine walking around it you can like you know travel around it mm-hmm. that's fine don't don't climb on it but like um you know they are also protecting it to preserve it you know mm-hmm. it's also like about the environment environmental pre- uh, preservation you know there's a there's a place um uh, what's it called? It's called the the Blue Hole in Cape Tribulation, and that's on Kukuyulangi land. Like that's from the Kukuyulangi tribe, and it's specifically for the Eastern Kukuyulangi women. And um, recently, people have been desecrating the area. They've been they've knocked down the fences so that they can drive their cars into it, and they would like wash their cars in in the water. They would um, uproot trees. They would tie things to trees. They would litter. They do all sorts of things, and they would literally destroy the area completely. So we're not just saying it, you know, to be greedy and say don't go there. Like we are trying to protect the place. We're trying to protect the land as well because you know what they've looked up the land for like almost a hundred thousand years they've looked after it for that long and it's been destroyed in the last 250 yeah that's you know it it says a lot that's we just want to protect it that's fucked that people would just like drive over like fences and on barriers like some people just are really ignorant don't give a fuck Not a consideration at all. <laughs> yeah like it's just like yeah i'll just like i'll go to the i'll go inside a chapel or a church and i'll just take a shit right in front of the fucking the priest <laughs> um yeah, it's fucking weird, um, the way some people act. Is there like, yeah, see those like tourist destinations? Is there does any of the money go into like the indigenous people, or is it just kept for the tourists like companies? Um, well, it depends. I guess it depends on who you go through. I, I suppose, like, I mean, a lot of things just go straight into the tourism industry. Um, but if you go through like indigenous-owned businesses, you are putting it into indigenous own businesses basically um you know like otherwise anything else that talks about indigenous culture um that isn't owned by any indigenous people is basically profiting off the culture um but yeah uh i guess you would need to i guess it just depends on the place really i know some people do hire um indigenous people as guides and things like that Mm -hmm. um so you can find quite a few of them but um you know there's not much going for us here Mm -hmm. i think that what you just said there would be fucking unreal i feel like that's the best way to like sort of learn like about a country like if you go like on holidays anywhere um hire the people that are there and like like people who like know the land and they obviously come from the land and like they're not daily life you don't want to go to someone who's like corporate and wearing a fucking suit like taking you about you like you want to be with like the actual people um yeah i've got a story i'll tell you about fiji i haven't told you um 
me and Emma went to Fiji two years ago. Um, best place I've ever visited. Um, the people were amazing. Loved them. Uh, just everyone was so happy, like, walking past. Like, we would have walked past, like, a security guard at a different hotel, and he just would be like, hey, guys, how's your uh, night going, blah, blah, And, it, like, that was just constantly, as soon as you were walking past and someone seen you, they were just talking to you. And uh, we went on a, it was called a sea cruise, but it was run by people who were from Fiji. So, like, I saw a news show. I was like, oh, we're going to get a good, to like, a good tour. And they took us around a couple of the islands and then uh, they brought us to one island where there was a village of people. So, um, like their village was like actually on this small island and like they had like a school, they had like farms. Um, and then where they took us, we got to meet the, uh, how do you say it? Is it the, what's the leader of like the tribe? What, what are they called? I guess it depends on where you're from. Yeah, I but suppose. The chief. Yes, the chief. Fuck me. Oh yeah. my god, so stupid. Um, yeah, I met with the met with the chief, and before we went in to do like a ceremony, so they done a ceremony where you go into the uh, you go into like the small like hut, and uh, you have to drink kava. Um, so I was I got nominated to be like the second person in command for like our tour group. And then there was this other guy who was like the main like leader, and uh, we had to sit like in front of the chief and in front of like his like clan like his members, and uh, we were like doing this like ceremonial like uh, like it was like basically him saying I respect you, you respect me, and I'm going to let you walk about my island, and uh, we had to drink the kava, and it, I just looked down on it, and it was like muddy water, and I was like, oh my god, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> and then I was just like. <laughs> fuck it i'm gonna go for it so i took it i like it wasn't that bad and they said like they like drink it to get like drunk because like they don't want to have like alcohol or anything like that there and uh they said if you drink like loads of it you can't get like intoxicated from it and i was just like fucking hell but i bet that'd be some fun fucking drinking gallons of muddy water going into your system and just getting fucked up with these with these tries people but i loved it it was amazing. The people there. I, I'm glad that there's places like that that are left untouched by the Western world because it sort of like makes you rethink of like like where we came from, like people as a whole. Um, it it was it was very humbling to me, and I don't know where I'm going with this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I get you. It's, it's so much better to immerse yourself in culture. Mm-hmm. Um, especially you know, especially places that still have that culture there. Like, there's so much to learn. It's so interesting, and it's just such. It's so beautiful, really. And like, you know, you can get European culture everywhere around the world. Mm-hmm. Like, where can you get Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander culture? Exactly. You can only get it here. Like, so why not learn about it? Yeah. No, it's it's a truth. Like, I know whenever me and Emma have time, like I would like to do that. Like, go around, like sacred grounds obviously by um an indigenous uh uh like tour leader or tour guide um just to get that real feel um with the Tory street is there any like rituals that you would do that i would never have seen before any ritual um well 
a lot of Torres Strait Islanders are Christian people. Oh. Um, so, like, um, there's because we were we had a um, a missionary London Missionary Society come. Um, uh, I can't remember how long ago it was, but it was on July first. Basically, and we celebrate that every year. Yeah. Um. So we don't. I like. I'm not speaking on behalf of everybody here. This is just my family specifically. Mm-hmm. Um. But like, we do have like customs and things like that that we do do. So like, for example, when someone dies, um, we have island customs. Basically, we have to. We usually keep it within the family. We don't tell anybody else. We give each other that time to mourn and things like that. Um, and then we start to tell people around us later on. Um, and yeah, and we have things like feastings and um, big island feastings are amazing. But yeah, no, we do a lot of things like that that we still carry on today. That's Along good. with our island dancing as well. Yeah, I seen uh, you had a video up of uh, island dancing. You were in a, like, it was like a function and there was a guy who was... Uh, dressed up me saying dressed up that's probably like his fucking warrior like uh like outfit <laughs> um yeah could you describe that actually that's probably a good point to talk about what is i, I take it there's different meanings of different uh clothing that um that the indigenous people wear yeah. like different tribes so what you would have seen on my account that would have been from my dad's side of the family from my side by family so my uh, my grandfather we call him up there that's the language name for granddad um he was the one who created that so he is he was so he's an amazing artist he was so innovative with everything that he did he created those dances and um yeah so uh, that dance that you saw originally belonged to my dad he created it for my dad and my oh. uncle danced it that night um so like all the clothing, uh, the traditional wear is different um, on each island. So with what we wear, we, we generally wear, um, like, we wear the grass skirts, which we call zabis. Um, we, they could be of any sort of material, like raffia or, like, the plastic kind as well. They could be of all sorts of colors. Uh, we often wear, like, shells, um, the paintings, uh, the, like, the, the lines and the, uh, the scars that we draw on our faces, they, they mean different things as well they're of different uh, sort of significance um but yeah everything has a meaning everything like every last detail has a meaning and it's so special yeah it's it's beautiful whenever i see um whenever i see things like that like i'm trying to see whenever i'm talking here i'm trying to like think of uh words not to like offend you like costumes or like fucking like i don't know why i just say like stupid shit in my head but um whenever i seen you put that there up that video i was just like wow that's amazing like and you just said there that that's your actual like your dad invented that dance like that's fucking class and you're still obviously doing it to this day and it's probably going to be a tradition that will carry on for years to come obviously and it must be like must be like very like emotional whenever you see it as well is it Oh, yeah, definitely, because my dad passed um, when I was little, so um, just to see that was just, I, I got really emotional when yeah. that happened. <laughs> well, no, that's amazing, though, that they're still doing it, that's brilliant. Um, what else did I wanted to say to you? I had I have a lot of points written down here. Um, oh, yeah, that's a good one to talk about, because we're talking about um, traditions. Um, with the indigenous people, why do they focus so much on like the land and nature and like animals and stuff like that? Because it's not like, um, how do I explain? So with, we, 
don't see it as uh, like a hierarchy, like sort of like in European, they sort of structure humans at being at the top of the scale and things like that. And it just kind of goes down from there. Mm -hmm. um, with us, we focus on the land and we focus on the animals because we are basically one, you know, yeah. like we, we kind of, you know, everything has a purpose. We don't necessarily own it. We belong to it. So uh, it, it's like it's like a connection to land, and like I said before, I really can't explain the connection to land uh, in just a few short words because it's something so special and something so unique um, that I just don't think like many would be able to understand unless you were an indigenous person yourself. Okay, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that makes total sense because I know whenever like just none of that like back where we're from, obviously because we take this big massive jump in like industrialization but like it feels like it would be better to still be with the land and animals and nature i i, I would like consider myself as a conservationist and um, i love animals i love nature i hate whenever you like you see like bushfires happening or um or like the amazon like forest getting destroyed by fires and um, yeah it really does affect me but i love whenever you hear of different people around the world who still embrace like the land and animals and nature. Um, it's very humbling. Um, yeah. Whenever I was uh, doing my research, I was seeing that there was like a lot of obviously like the Aboriginal people. They didn't. Uh, they didn't go down. Like they didn't maneuver backwards for the English people coming in. And um, they obviously put up a fight. And um, and that fighting went on for, for years to come. Whenever, I think it happened in the 1700s and obviously it kept on continuing. But in most recent years, like, well, not most recent years, let's say like the 70s and 60s and 50s, was there still like that, like that fight like happening with like the white Australian people and the Aboriginal people? good that you mentioned that because there's something in Australia that we call the stolen generation and that actually happened it started in the 19 early 1900s all the way up to 1973 so basically what that was was um, the government said um, we need to get the Aboriginal um, the indigenous people to assimilate and be more civilized that was their idea we need to breed out black people um so what we're going to do is we're going to take the children from their uncivilized black parents and we're going to move them to um, mission camps where we will basically raise them there without their parents and we will you know marry them off and so you know the more they have kids with white people the less the color would be and that didn't actually end until 1973 it was um, denounced by the Whitlam government um yeah in 1973 so you know that my mom was born a year later so um it's scary that it went on for that long because i know i'm pretty sure in america like things like slavery and stuff ended long before yeah the 1900s if i was correct yeah so um, it, it's still very recent, and um, to this day, people are saying, get over it. It was 100 years ago, 200 years ago. It wasn't. It was literally, like, 40 years ago. <laughs> like, even, yeah, 40 years ago. And that's called the, the Stolen Generation. Yes, the Stolen Generation. There's so much history, so much pain, so much hurt behind the, the Stolen Generation. Like, if you just look into it and read a few 
stories from the elders who've experienced life in the mission in the mission camps, um, you would probably feel sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there was one where my grandmother grew up in Yarrabah, um, and the stories that I read, the children were hungry, they were starving. Um, they fed them like a boiled banana and rice. They had meat once a week, and it was just stuffed with rice. Um, and they were so hungry, they would literally scrape the marrow out of bones just to put something in their tummies. Um, they were beaten. Um, they tried to run away, um, and people that tried to take them away, there were um, some Indigenous women, six Indigenous women that tried to run away with children. Um, they were taken to court, and they spent three years in prison for doing that. Um, they, everyone was owned by the state. They, indigenous people were owned by the state. They weren't their own people. They didn't have um, their own rights. Everything, if the state said, this is where you were going to stay, you have to stay there. It was like a jail. It was a jail. It was a penal colony is what it was. Do you know what that reminds me of? See if you didn't mention anything about like Aboriginal people. I would have thought that you were talking about the Jews in Nazi Germany. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. I mean, like, the, the living conditions were horrible. Um, it's it just, just the fact that it happened, like the fact that someone thought, let's just breed out skin colour. So that's why today, that's why you do see Aboriginal people who identify as Aboriginal with lighter skin. Yeah. The majority of the time, because um, they have a, a white ancestry, and it's not a good ancestor, like it's not like it was, oh, fell in love and had kids. But a lot of the time, women were raped. And um, yeah, so it's, it's a really bad history. You should definitely read into it as well. I, I am. It, it's got me hooked already. I really wanted to learn up on it. That's basically what you're saying is ethnic cleansing. They're literally trying to get rid of a race. And that's fucking insane. And that's so recent as well. Like, you you've heard about it in like, Places like obviously Nazi Germany that was in the nineteen forties, and then like there were some African uh, uh, countries as well that went through it. South Africa went through it for the genocide as well. Probably used the same tactics, ethnic cleansing, and that's fucking that's insane. Whenever you think about that, and then people are still reminded to this day, like you said, the elders, because they'll obviously see an Aboriginal person who might have a lighter complexion, they, they would know straight away that that's from the lost generation. Yeah, there's always that possibility. And of course, so much disconnection and people feel so lost and they just don't know, have any connection or know who they are as people. And they don't feel like that they can identify as Aboriginal because of their skin colour. And the hard thing for those people is that um, from the white community, they say you're not black enough to be indigenous, and then from the indigenous community, they also say you're not black enough to be indigenous. So they mm. do feel very lost as people as well, and it caused so much hurt for them. Yeah, and just coming on to that topic, do you do you still feel like there's a big divide with um white people and the indigenous people? Like, I know you're in Brisbane. Do you feel like in the cities they accommodate for it more, but whenever you go in the rural areas, it's like they don't? It's like sort of much back in time? Um, I mean, I haven't really been to many rural areas, to be honest. Um, but, I mean, I do know that there's a divide. And, I mean, you may not see it um, in person, 
but you do see it all over social media because people people just love to express themselves on social media and say what they want and you can see it all on there and it's not very nice. Yeah. That's fucking insane. Um I f- I feel like I'm missing out on some other stuff to talk about about your like about your heritage. Like I feel like I haven't like asked like the right questions, but I also feel like I have as well. Um is there anything that you could think of that you like you haven't like really like told me about like about like your heritage? Not my heritage. Um I mean I'm very lucky, very, very lucky to be um to have such a strong connection still. I mean, with my family, um, we weren't necessarily, we weren't affected by the stolen generation or anything like that. So um, we, like my family, still have that connection to our culture, which we're very, very blessed to have. Um, like my grandfather, great-grandfather grew up on Darnley Island, and he was the chairman over there. Then his son, um, who I call granddad, um, he went on to be a, a well-known in, uh, Indigenous artist. It's a Torres Strait Islander artist, and his artworks are featured all over the world. I'm like, I'm talking like places like San Francisco, France, wow. like um, all throughout Australia. Yes, um, he is very well known. Um, he was given the name Doctor as well, and uh, he went on to um, win a prestigious uh, Red Ochre Award. So he has made a massive uh, impact on the Torres Strait Islander community, and now they uh, they have paved like a sort of path for this generation to go down as well and uh i've just been so like blessed to be around that to be so immersed in the culture whereas compared to others and i do feel for them they like didn't have that same connection that i had mm-hmm. uh, but yeah no um i am very lucky to be who i am and i'm very proud of it as well yeah no you should be you're doing your people a great service online from what i can see and um, Speaking about the uh, Aboriginal um, artist, your grandfather, um, some of the Aboriginal artwork is fucking amazing. <laughs> like, it's so beautiful. Um, it's just mad what they could do with, like, those sort of colours. It's, like, its own... It's its own, like, category in an artist sort of world, isn't it? It is. It's amazing. Like, you find that they are so talented the talent is crazy and i feel like it's underappreciated at the same time mm-hmm. like i feel like a lot of those things like um indigenous art is often um copied and often sold uh profited off not for indigenous people but just for other people like to profit off but you know like um stealing artworks and things like that or taking advantage of artists from remote communities and things like that like um underpaying them for their art and uh it just you you really want to appreciate it and you really want to like just uh what's the word um you really want to um sorry i just lost my train of thought no it's okay <laughs> but no um there is so much talent so much talent and it's all been passed down um and you you get you find that every single thing that they do and every single thing that they paint the colors mean something um, the dots, the, the paintings, they mean something yeah. as well, all, like everything that you see. Um, and it's not just like, uh, it's not just like, oh, you know, it's because it looks pretty. It's because it, it does mean something special. Yeah, like it does mean something. I, I seen uh, I seen an article online a couple of months ago um, from scientists or archaeologists or whatever uh, they want to be called, but they were uh, basically saying that the Aboriginal people, I think it's 
the first sign of like homo sapiens or not homo sapiens of like humans in the world like everyone always thought it was africa but apparently it's not apparently it's australia there was like new evidence fine have you seen anything about that or do you know much about that um to be honest when we go down that it's like a massive rabbit hole of Mm. like a whole lot of things like you don't know like it's so long ago you don't know what is and what isn't and funny thing about it is like um what people really like to try and invalidate our existence and that we were the first like the first people here um and they like to say things like oh you know there was a there was a pygmy population here before you and you guys came over 70,000, 80,000 years ago and wiped them out. That's what you call genocide. Oh my so God. Why don't you, why don't you stop complaining about that? <laughs> and we're just like, what? But it has been disproven. There were no pygmies. What the fuck? See people like that. That's just like, <laughs> that's just your typical white person, isn't it? <laughs> um, with uh i want to come back to this here point as well like with the uh racial injustices against the um indigenous people uh so you were talking about like in some areas like they have those vigilante groups that go about and they uh they go about and they will pick on obviously um indigenous people younger people um i heard a rumor I think whenever I was up in Cairns, that it was legal to kill Aboriginal people, like only like a hundred years ago. Is that just is that rumor? Is that fake news or whatever? Well, I can tell you right now, people are still getting away with it. I can tell you right now, um, there have been over four hundred deaths in custody, and no officer has ever been criminally convicted has has ever at all um there have been stories basically um if i could go into one um he basically had a police officer walk past him and he said uh who let the dogs out that police officer dragged him into the station and uh next thing you know he was dead and when they looked at his body um he had injuries significant um basically the same as what would happen in a car crash um they were that terrible and all they said was oh he just fell off his bunk bed um, <laughs> that doesn't happen from falling off a bunk bed yeah um and yeah that that officer did get away with it and the thing was that officer also had issues in the past uh, from dealing with people the wrong way and uh it, it's still happening and we still protest about it today there's too many deaths it, and it does you, you find that it does line up with like the george floyd um uh movement the blm movement that sparked up everything mm-hmm. um you find that it's also the same here it's happening in australia as well and it's just obviously not getting the attention because people are not reporting about it except for obviously the indigenous people who know about it and um, yeah so obviously like do you feel like the media doesn't help indigenous people enough then as well in australia like they wouldn't yeah not at all they they're so biased uh it's Everything, everything these channels do, it's never to show us in, it's hardly ever to show us in the positive light. It's always to vilify us. Mm. Like literally last night, there was a post um, from Channel 9 News. They posted one of, uh, two of the indigenous boys playing at the footy uh, saying, 
they didn't sing the national anthem. And, you know, just to spark that sort of, uh, just to spark the racist commenters to, yeah. you know, come in, get some views and things like that, because they know that's what's going to yeah. give them attention and keep them, keep their jobs, basically. Uh, it's just ridiculous. I, They're always doing something to make us look bad. Yeah. It's a... Uh... It's not good. I fucking hate media. I can't stand watching the news, especially with this whole lecturing thing going on as well. Like, you look at one channel, and one channel's bigging up Trump, and then you look at another channel, and another channel's bigging up Biden. You're just like, who the fuck do you believe? Like, what's even going on? So I just try and like, I try and listen to people like yourself, like people on like social media and on like podcasts and all, because I feel like that's where you get like the first-hand news, like, you get the real news, whereas, like you said, some of these media companies are just so biased, and they have this, they have this bias, and it's because it's, they're funded by, like, different political parties, and I'm not really, like, too much up to date with the politics in Australia, but I know it's Labour and Conservatives, or Conservative, isn't that correct? Yeah, so Labour um, and Liberal. Oh, liberal. Okay. And is Scott Morrison, is he Labour? No, he's liberal? He's liberal. Okay. Yeah. And he's, he's part of the Liberal National Party. Okay. And uh, with, like, Indigenous people, like, what party would they be more um, inclined to point towards? Um, ideally, we'd be more inclined to vote for Labour. Um, but even still, Labour don't necessarily have our best interests at heart, so you'd be looking more towards the Greens. Right, okay. And is there like a, is there like an Aboriginal or Indigenous uh, like political party? Are they pushing to try and get in the government? Um, I don't think so. Well, uh, actually, no, I don't think there is. Um, if, if there was, it would be pretty small. But we do have... a. a a handful of indigenous leaders mm-hmm. um like members for parliament and things like that okay um but not that i know of we have the opposite though like pauline hansen one nation oh my gosh um the complete opposite who is literally out to get um indigenous people immigrants you name it she is out she's like basically like like what would you call it like a trump Mm, okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah whenever i was saying like is there like an indigenous indigenous like party that was like me sort of like inciting like racism it was like yeah okay we're just gonna have this one party where they fucking like they're gonna take over all of australia and kick out the whites (laughs) but that's probably what should happen after all the information that you've told me tonight with your history no i mean we only make up we only make up like three percent of the population so it's hard yeah. to kind of think who would really vote in that many indigenous like even to have an indigenous party that is like that would be a dream but yeah. um i don't see that happening right now absolutely not yeah that's crazy though that, like the fact that there's only three percent of the population because before it was colonized there was like fucking thousands of tribes wasn't there and there was like so they many occupied people. the entire land, yeah. um, and now it's down to three percent. So um, not a lot of us left, really. Mm. That's not good. Anyway, we'll stop talking about like sad stuff. Is there? Okay. <laughs> I know, like we went down this big massive like sad topic, um, but it's like a liberation topic as well. So like, um, it's good. Like I said before, there's people like you who are spreading awareness of um your culture, um. 
is there like what's what would you say the future would be for indigenous people in Australia like to um to be more accepted like within their own fucking land um well i i do believe i do have hope for the future i do have hope for this generation like you know we have these opportunities now and it's just time to take advantage of it we need to start you know doing things that our grandparents or great-grandparents would have dreamed of doing we need to take advantage of those things go to university go get a career go you know go do these things get into parliament go be a lawyer go be a politician mm-hmm. you know be a judge a police officer like go do these things and start you know making change in society and i do believe that this next generation of people can make that change yeah that's amazing i think that's a good way to leave it <laughs> yeah. um so sorry <laughs> you're on tiktok you're on instagram do you have youtube or anything or facebook or twitter I've been thinking about YouTube, but I haven't done it yet. But yeah, no, just uh, Instagram and TikTok. Okay, cool. No worries. Well, whenever I put up the post, I'll make sure to put all your tags in and uh, point people towards um, where your content is going up. Um, just one last thing, actually, before I let you go. Do you recommend any like books or anything like to learn about Aboriginal history? go on to Google Scholar. Um, you find that a lot of uh, academic readings uh, have a lot more proof, a lot more backing behind it. When I went on there, I was able to find a really cool book about the missions. Oh, okay. I mean, it's not cool, but I mean like the fact that um, it, was, it actually contained um, stories from elders and things like that. Um, but in saying that, a lot of our stories, a lot of our culture, it's just something that isn't written down and it's passed down, passed down through storytelling passed down through art it's passed down through dancing and songs and things like that okay. so um not a lot is written in books but um if you wanted to look up something definitely look up an academic reading that has um information from people uh, okay. indigenous people okay great cool no worries i'll definitely do that and then i'll send you a message and let you know that uh i've read it and you'll probably be surprised at some of the stuff i'll be coming up and uh, doing some of your traditional dances better than you um no listen thanks very much for doing this and uh definitely get you back on again in a couple months time and we'll see um if there's anything different with uh the indigenous people um in australia and you're probably going to be famous as well on tiktok so um make sure you remember me (laughs) i will don't worry (laughs) cool thanks very much sorry see ya